Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 20. Close Call I don't think you're allowed to smoke in here. Sam's disapproving voice could be heard from Katie's bedroom. Deciding she needed to hurry, she put clothes on in record time. A clearly shook-up Tyler was trying to light a cigarette. Small sparks kept flying out of his shaky hands as he repeatedly used the lighter. When it was finally lit, the cigarette was wobbling around so much the flicker went out. Deciding she had seen enough, Katie walked over and grabbed the cigarette out of his mouth. No smoking in my mother's house, she stated firmly. Seeing her, Tyler jumped back quickly. His eyes, wide with fear, kept darting around the room. Katie noticed they kept resting on the windows and doors. He was looking for exits. She stepped back, giving him space. Meeting's over. Everyone go home. We still have things we need to discuss. I know, Sam. Katie grabbed his coat and walked over and opened the door. Tyler has had enough for one night. Let's just go home for now. As she expected, Tyler jumped up and ran for the door. She shoved his coat in his arms on his way out. Lizzie ran after him. You want to ride home? Katie wasn't surprised when he kept walking. She had no idea where he lived. She hoped it wasn't far. I was wondering if I could talk to you a little more, Candace said quietly. Immediately taking the hint, Sam grabbed their coats and Lizzie headed for the door. Giving her a quick smile, they waved and they were gone. Katie closed the door, wondering if she really wanted to hear this. Slowly walking to the couch, she sat down, patiently waiting for Candace to continue. During Trig, I started getting that tingling sensation. You know, the same thing we felt when Lizzie changed. Katie raised her eyebrows. Oh, great. She's taking Trig her junior year which means she's extremely smart. This is ridiculous. Doesn't the girl have any faults? I followed the filler until I realized where it was coming from. Candace got up and started pacing the small room. The girl's name is Jackie Oakland. So it is happening two at a time again, Katie interrupted. Did you go talk to her? How come you didn't bring her with you? Katie's thoughts already jumped into gear of another person changing into a were-animal. I can't stand her. What? Katie looked up in surprise. I really cannot stand her at all, Candace emphasized, her hands outstretched as if warding off a foe. Not missing the irony of the situation, Katie sat in silence for a moment, collecting her thoughts. Candace, this isn't a club where we get to pick and choose who gets to join. I know, I know, I just couldn't. Candace made a pleading gesture with her hands and sat down. In eighth grade, this girl used to be the biggest bully. Katie decided not to judge Jackie too harshly. Not only does she need to be told what is going on, but she's actually in very real danger. Candace rubbed her forehead in distraction. I was wondering if you could talk to her. Katie studied her options. No, Candace, and I'm not saying that just to be snotty or mean. She rushed in when she saw Candace was getting ready to object. She has to be told immediately. I cannot get to Central High and back to my school in time. 
not without getting myself into trouble again. Studying Candace's downcast expression, she felt a little sorry for her. Look, just tell her you would like to talk to her after school. I'll drive over there and meet you, okay? Candace nodded, a relieved look on her face. I'll bring Sam. She always makes people feel comfortable. Candace nodded, grabbing her coat. I have some things for you in my car, she said, obviously changing the subject. Katie followed Candace to the door and waited patiently while she reached in her car for a big garbage bag. She struggled pulling it out of her back seat. Seeing it looked heavy, Katie went out to help her. Light swung around, blinding them as Katie's mother pulled into the drive. Reaching the porch, the girls hauled the bag up the steps to the front door. Katie, get in the house and shut the door now, her mother yelled from the car. Surprised and a little apprehensive, Katie did what she was told. She glanced over at Candace, who stood a little nervous, fingering the large bag. Her mother came in and bolted the door. Turning around, she faced the girls, a strained smile evident on her face. Who is this? she asked politely. Um, this is a new friend of mine, Mom. Her name is Candace. Katie mumbled, still trying to gauge her mother's mood. Hello, Candace. It's nice to meet you. She was just about to leave. Katie said, still watching her mom closely. Her mother actually backed up, blocking Candace from leaving. Surprise had both girls glancing at each other. We need to talk, her mother said. I believe all your friends need to hear this, so Candace might as well stay for a couple more minutes. She gestured towards the couch, indicating the girls to sit. Katie sat down next to Candace, watching her mother closely. A week ago, I came home and found the house in a complete wreck. Both the back and front doors were ajar, and my couch was ruined. There were huge animal footprints all over the place. Katie exchanged a quick glance with Candace, who was looking guilty. I was so thankful you were not here. I jumped at the chance for you to stay at Lizzie's. I called Forrest. He came down immediately. He told me there have been sightings of larger-than-normal animals roaming the woods. People have started turning up missing. Her mother started pacing the small room. Tonight, I received a call from Forrest. He said they found a body where animals had been feeding on it. Large animal tracks were found everywhere in the snow. A body was found? Katie asked in a stunned voice. Something ate it? Candace stammered. The forest rangers are afraid of its getting out of control and ruining the tourism in this area. I could care less if we had tourists. I'm really worried about the residents. Her mother rubbed her eyes, looking exhausted. I was so afraid I couldn't get home fast enough. Oh, no! Katie jumped up from the couch. Tyler is out there walking! She grabbed her coat and started looking around for her keys. Where do you think you're going? Mom, I have to go. A friend was here. He got upset. He's now walking home by himself. I have to go get him! Katie, you're not going anywhere, her mother said firmly. Mom! You don't understand. He's walking home all by himself. I don't even know if he knows any shortcuts, but if he does, he'll be walking through the woods. Katie couldn't finish the sentence. I have to go to him. Katie turned to Candace, silently asking for help. Candace hadn't moved her hand over her mouth, her shocked eyes not registering. Realizing she wasn't going to get any help in that direction, she automatically started reaching out to Lizzie. Jackson's words the last time they spoke stopped her. Reaching into her pocket, she found her cell phone. Impatiently, she waited for Sam to pick up her phone. Sam! 
My mom has just been telling me that a body has been found where large animals have been feeding on it. Sam paused for a couple moments. Your mom is standing right there with you? Yes. So you can't say what you want to say? Yes. You worried about Tyler? Yes. Why don't you reach out with your mind? I'm afraid. Katie glanced up to see her mother watching her intently. Not knowing what else to do, she turned and walked into her bedroom. Candace jumped up, following close behind. I'm afraid what we say to each other is not private, she said quietly in the phone. So if others are listening and Tyler tells you where his location is, they may get to him before we do, Katie finished the sentence. Lizzie, do you know where Tyler lives? Katie waited impatiently for Lizzie's muffled replies. Lizzie thinks he lives near the old Smoky Mountain campgrounds. What? That's over ten miles from here. Katie was completely mortified. He'll freeze to death before anything else. Maybe he called someone for a ride, Sam suggested. Katie thought about it. No way. Tyler is a loner. He won't call anyone for help. Katie pictured Tyler in her head with the hand-me-down clothes he was wearing. The chance of him owning a cell phone was slim to none. I have to go after him. I'm coming with you, Candace announced. Katie turned and gave her a grateful look. Her coat still on, she came back into the living room. Her mother was sitting quietly watching the news. The look she gave Katie almost stopped her in her tracks. Straightening her resolve, she continued to the door. Her mother stood up to block her. You can't go, Katie. Mom, what if it was me out there? Wouldn't you want someone to go after me? Katie, I'm sure he called his parents or whatever. No, I'm sure he didn't. Katie, you are not going. Her mother shook Katie's keys in her hands. I have your keys and I have disabled your car. You are not leaving this house. Katie looked down, trying to control her emotions. Looking up into her mother's eyes, she had a quiet intensity in her voice. I am going to make sure Tyler is okay. If I have to crawl out my window and follow his footprints in the snow, then that is what I'm going to do. Tears rolled up in her mother's eyes. You're all I have. I know, Mom. I'll come back. I promise. Her mother quietly stepped aside. Katie gave her a quick hug and ran out the door. Do you have any idea how to find him? Candace asked as she ran behind Katie. I think I'm going to have to follow his scent. Let's take your car. I don't want to leave any tracks around the house. Good idea. Katie started taking off her clothes the minute she got into the cold car. It was freezing. Candace turned up the heat, which didn't help. Soon as I find him, I'll contact you to come pick us up. Her house disappeared behind them. The car stopped, letting her out. Stepping into the cold snow was not fun at all. She changed before she shut the car door. Tracing her steps back, she caught on to the scent. Running full out, she followed. It wasn't long before she heard footfalls behind her. Glancing over her shoulder, she was surprised to see a snow leopard following close behind. I thought I told you to stay with the car. Anyone can drive a car. I want to help, Candace replied. Not wanting to waste time arguing, Katie kept running. The scent was getting stronger. Candace was much smaller than she and had to take two steps to her every one. Katie had to hand it to her. She kept up without complaining. Katie could tell she was getting close, reaching out with her mind. Tyler, are you there? We really need to talk. No response. Of course not. The guy didn't know how to speak. Tyler, we're coming up behind you. 
Hurry, came the quick reply. Are you in trouble? I'm gonna be. What is that supposed to mean? Can you give us a heads up of what to expect? Something or someone coming up hard and fast in front of me. Are you sure it's not us? Yeah, I'm sure. Katie stretched her legs out, increasing her speed. Finally able to see Tyler in the distance. He was climbing a tree as fast as he could. Smart boy, she thought. He was about 15 feet in the air when an object hurled itself towards the branch he just occupied. The branch snapped under the weight. The tree swayed, losing most of the snow on its branches. She was surprised Tyler was able to stay up there. Hang on, we're coming, Katie threw out needlessly. A large cat was beginning to climb the tree after Tyler. Oh, no, you don't, Katie thought. The cat was so intent on reaching Tyler, it didn't look around when Katie hurled herself up into the air. She grabbed its hind quarters with her mouth and brought him down to the ground. Before she could loosen her hold, Candace went for its throat. In a matter of seconds, it was over. Both girls backed away from the cat as it slowly started turning back into human form. Fascinated, they didn't notice Tyler climbing down and standing next to them. What kind of cat was it? Do you know? Candace asked. I think it was a mountain lion, Tyler said out loud. The biggest mountain lion I've ever seen. I just killed someone, Candace's thoughts rang out, a note of hysteria in her voice. Katie stood there silent as the implication of what Candace had said sunk in. They had both killed a person. Thank you, Tyler said quietly. Both girls turned. Tyler, shivering in the cold, was trying very hard to express himself. I don't know what else to say. He shrugged his shoulders, nodded his head towards the young corpse. That could have been me. I'm not ready to. You know. He nodded again, his voice failing him. Katie decided to have pity on the guy. You're welcome. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are tired of waiting a week before the next chapter is revealed, you can always go online to AppalachianStorms.com and download the audiobook. The cost is around $10. The audiobook is also listed on Amazon's Audible. But once again, if you are enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends and family about it. And as always, until our imaginations meet again, have a great day.